Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or physician, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you've found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everybody once again to yet another episode of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. One where we ask the question, is 2024 the year you finally bring in a partner? Aha, one to contemplate. And even though we think it's six months away, it's a lot closer than that. Brew a wonderful cup of that Mila coffee. Get your pad and pen ready. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports. Thank you so much for a little bit of time and joining me on the show today. Really appreciate everybody being in the audience and really am thrilled to see the uh, download numbers continuing to go up uh, every week and every month. That's a, a metric. That's a KPI that we track a lot here at Polaris. I know that there are a lot of data heads in the uh, audience. So that is that is one that's near and dear to us. We do like seeing show download numbers continuing to uh, uh, increase. And that is attributed to so many of you sharing the show with so many of your colleagues. And it's a, a great organic way for us to extend our reach. So thanks uh, to all of you who do that um, and really do appreciate it. So I want to talk today um, about associates, equity, ownership, um, and some things to consider. This is a a topic that we spend a lot of time around. We believe in it highly. Uh, everything that we advocate that you all do in your growing group practices, we are also endeavoring to do here at Polaris. So we, I'd like to think we practice what we preach, and we want to create equity opportunities for our high-performing employees just the way that you want to do the same for your high-performing associates. So I want to uh, give you some context um, around the year 2024. And normally we start talking about, um, you know, the next year, a couple of weeks before uh, the close of the calendar year, or maybe a couple of weeks into the new year from uh, a strategic planning uh, standpoint. This is going to be none of that. Okay. Um, And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. So let's think about um, some, some context around associates and ownership. Um, And, Many of you are building group practices. You're, inve- you're you're taking on a lot of debt to do it, to either buy or build. Um, and either way, you're probably buying uh, underperforming practices or practices where you know you might not pay a lot for it, but you got to create a lot of upside to really make it be valuable. Or if you're pursuing a de novo strategy, obviously you're starting with patient number one in a cold, dark shell. Uh, so there's a lot of upside to be gained uh, in those types of endeavors as well. And in situations like that, you want to be judicious um, in the way that you think about bringing in associates into the ownership 
uh, of the business overall. Certainly, you don't want to part with any equity um, when when it's at a suppressed valuation level. That that goes without saying. Um, it'd be a great thing for the associate. Arguably, not the best thing for you. That being said, every business is a growth business, and your associates are arguably uh, the primary catalyst. Your high-performing associates are the primary catalyst. And we talk about earned equity models. You've heard restricted stock units and profits interest units ad nauseum. We also talk about uh, buy-ins. I want to talk a little bit about a blend of all of the above, and I want to talk about timing today. Uh, and the reason for this is because we're starting to see some turnover of associates with some of our clients, uh, and I'm hearing about it through others that are not clients of ours, um, but just in the general course of dialogue, be it at industry uh, trade shows and conferences or on um uh, calls that people book with me um, uh, on a weekly basis about this. And I, and I feel like the turnover piece on associates uh, is is maybe a little bit more than what it has been normally lately. And, and I'm not sure why that is, but the common denominator is that these are simply associates with th that are not partners. They, they don't have a, an equity opportunity in place um, and, and they're you know, other than whatever the restricted covenant is, they're kind of free to fly. So I, I, I don't know that this is going to be a rampant problem. I'm not trying to like fan the flames of anything here, but I want you to think about this in the context of what 2024 looks like. And I want you to think far in advance about it. Here is the reason why. So usually when we, uh, when a client asks us to um, build an associate uh, equity model, a partnership pathways model, be it for buy-in or earn-in, the whole process takes about 90 to 120 days from beginning to end. And I'm going to have Mark Flock on the show coming up. He's our partnership pathways consultant. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the process itself, but the process takes probably 90 to 120 days because there's data collection from you on the front end, all the financials and everything like that. There's the model development for valuation and then what's the best methodology. And we call that model development and then the pressure testing piece of it, where we sit down with you and we run through different scenarios to create different outcomes to, to see what feels right. We pressure test it. And then we build a presentation for your associates. You typically come to Charlotte, we spend a couple of hours uh, going through the presentation um, of not just the model, but some context around it, you know, and then you spend a little bit of time with your associate or associates on what I might call a, a future planning session on how you can improve the business. So everything I just kind of laid out really quickly there is about a 90 to 120 day process, sometimes less than that, um, sometimes slightly more, but it's three to four months of, of work uh, until we deliver it and, and the associates understand what the program is. So when we think about that three to four months, most people also run this program by calendar year, January 1st through December 31st. You certainly don't have to, but that's a nice, neat, tidy way of doing it and probably what everybody opts to do. So in an ideal world, what you would like to do is structure 
an equity opportunity for your associates and have us present it to them and have the gun go off on January 1st of 2024, meaning that's the first year that they either buy in or earn in or a hybrid of both. And they're often running with a full 12 months to, to exceed their goal. All right. And, and the reason I say that is because if you want January 1st to be when the gun goes off and the race starts, you really want them to have seen and understand the opportunity at hand in advance of that so that they can charge hard to the finish line that is the year 2023 for you finish on a high note, but also build some momentum going into the new year based on the opportunity you've created for them. All right. And that is the reason that I felt strongly about recording this episode. We can build associate equity models anytime you want to. You can roll them out anytime you want to. You can prorate years. You can do a lot of different things if it's, you know, the middle of the year before one comes out. There's nothing wrong with any of that. You can either back, you can even backdate some stuff to, you know, to do it in March and say we're going to backdate it to January 1st. There's there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But in a perfect world, the associates would understand the program, would get really excited about it. You'd go through a little bit of a planning session about, hey, guys, how are we going to make sure that you exceed your goals next year? And then you would have um, a couple of weeks before the end of the calendar year so that they hit the ground running on January 1st. That is the perfect case scenario. And if you want to take advantage of that, if you want January 1st to be your live date, full 12 months, full gas, go hard then now is the time to start contemplating what that's going to look like and to start having conversations on, on how we talk through everything. Hey, it's Perrin. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to learn more in depth about partnerships and associates, be sure to download our white paper called Creating Sustainable Success in Attracting and Retaining Associates. And if you want to learn more granular detail about buy-in and earn-in structures, as well as the legal aspects required to facilitate all of it, you should join us in Scottsdale on October 11th through 13th for our Scaling from Clinician to CEO Summit, because there'll be three different presentations dealing with all of that. And you'll have access to some incredibly bright minds over those three days. I'll drop a link in the show note for both the white paper and the registration for the conference to make it easy on you. Now, back to the show. Believe it or not, even though we're seemingly a long way away from 2024, we're not that far away when it relates to something of this type of magnitude and, and this type of undertaking. And I think it's important for you to, to at least consider that as we're rolling into the second half of the year to make sure that you're prepared to make 2024 be the greatest year you possibly can be for not only the, the revenue, the productivity of the business through highly motivated associates, but also to minimize, uh, to try to minimize ahead of time any potential turnover of associates next year. Let's get out ahead of this. Let's get all of the stuff in place. Let's let's get everything built and let's let's let everybody hit the ground running when 2024 starts and make it a real bang up year for everybody. So a couple of other concepts I want to touch on and and I mentioned early 
that many of you are are buying underperforming practices, improving them, creating a lot of equity on balance sheet, a lot of increase in valuation. Some of you are pursuing the de novo strategy, and obviously that's a lot of upside, but it takes a little while to bake. And and you hear us saying you don't want to part with equity too early uh, at a suppressed value, and that is true. The context that we usually don't say around that comment is that you don't want to part with too much equity too soon if somebody's buying in a lot of it because they're basically buying it at a discount. The earned equity models, be they profits, interest, or restricted stock, play out over a five to 10-year window in terms of vesting and, and ultimately upside. That allows ample opportunity for improvement, financial improvement in the business. So by by putting in a structure, an earned equity structure, such as profits, interest, or restricted stock, you are buying yourself time. And you are buying yourself the time to allow the business to improve, both based on your inputs, as well as the productive improvement of your associates in question. And I think that's one of the beauties of those programs is that they take a little while to bake. And that only benefits you if you're planning on running a better business into the future. If you're not planning on running a better business into the future, then no associate equity model is the right answer. But if you do feel confident in your ability and your team's ability to create massive improvement in the businesses you're either acquiring or certainly in the core business as well, then the earned equity models work really, really well based on the fact that that it's a uh, it's a progressive earn-in over time. Kind of tough to verbalize this on a podcast, but I think you understand probably what I'm what I'm getting at here. One other thing on the earned equity models. When you have a motivated associate, um, somebody who has ownership aspirations, be they verbalized or not, they may be looking for more immediate gratitude. They may be looking for more immediate impact in terms of becoming a partner, being an owner. And, and this is the um, this is your challenge if you have uh, some underperforming businesses that are going to take a little while to bake. You know, you don't want them writing you a check for $250,000 and parting with 50% of the equity in a practice or something like that. I mean, that would be a massive discount. And frankly, you probably don't need the money. So you run the risk of losing them in that scenario. You can create a hybrid model where you have an earned equity model, be it restricted stock or profits interest, and you can do a, a nominal buy-in up front, maybe something like up to $50,000, $100,000, or whatever the number is. We can determine that in terms of the valuation of the business and the, and the context around what you're trying to achieve. But the key here is they can write you a check for a nominal amount. There is no vesting schedule when they write you a check. They become an immediate partner of, of whatever percent that $100,000 buys them as an example, and then the balance can be earned in over time. And that can be the best of, of all worlds for a couple of reasons. One, it makes them an owner that day that the check cashes. Um, so they, they are a partner, they have a seat at the table, they have a vote, they have all of that perceived level of security 
that an associate is looking for. At the same time, it's a nominal buy-in. You haven't parted ways with a lot of equity at that point in terms of percentage. So you have some protection as well. And the balance of what they're going to realize in terms of 10-year outcome is going to be earned through their performance. So you still get the benefit of the lift of the business through their productive capacity. And that can be a really nice way to to you know have your cake and eat it too or throw them a bone or whatever other analogy you want to you want to uh use there um but it is something that that we do occasionally not always um but there are compelling reasons to do that and and I think the most compelling reason would be that you have a growing business that's not at maximum valuation yet or it's far from it but you've also got probably a high performing associate or associates that you run the risk of losing if you can't get them into some type of an ownership scenario in fairly short order. So the ability to achieve both ends and still reap the benefits of a growing business that appreciates in value over time is critically important. So this is kind of a podcast episode that hits a couple of different levels. One is the timing piece of it what do you want 2024 to be? You know, I mean, if you've got good associates on your team right now and you're going to continue to build a group practice, you've got to have some type of an ownership structure that keeps them in the boat for the long haul. The second question becomes, what is that ownership structure? Buy-in or earn-in or a hybrid of both? And that is a little bit unique to the business that you're building the stage that it's at, the valuation that it currently yields, uh, and ultimately the outcome that you're trying to create, both for them and for you. Um, but this is this is a, a lot larger context, a lot larger conversation, and certainly this is something that we go through with all of our partnership pathways clients uh, when we're pressure testing that model to create outcomes for you and for them. So. I, I hope I've struck a chord with you because I really feel strongly about, I mean, I know we're dealing with, you know, higher inflation and the looming specter of a, a, an imminent recession that's been looming for like six to nine months now and all that. Nobody really knows how the, the next couple of quarters are going to truly unfold. That being said, I know that many of you are in an aggressive growth ramp. And I know that you're creating very valuable businesses, and I fear that too many of you are doing that without uh, a pathway to partnership for your high-performing associates. We can talk about growth strategy all we want, but if you start turning over a lot of the productive capacity or losing them outright and having them start their own business, it will bring your, your growth strategy to its knees. And sometimes you can't avoid that but a lot of times you can. And an equity model for your associates is the right tool in the toolbox. What the, that actual delivery is and what the outcome is, it's a little bit unique to your business. So I hope that I've given you something to think about. 2024 is not that far away. And if this is something that you want for that year, you really do need to get on the shtick basically right now um, because it will take time to unfold the holidays will be upon us before we know it. Travel gets to be really problematic around that time of year um, and, and probably not something that you want to take on at that time. So I'd encourage you, if you want to 
explore what your scenario is. Uh, and if you want to um, talk about different options, outcomes, um, any thoughts that are on your mind, then then reach out, book a call, book a meeting with me or Mark or DeWalk or one of our advisors around this subject. Um, and let's uh, let's get the ball going. Stick around with some uh, <laughs> stick around for some additional thoughts and to wrap up the show. Thanks so much, everybody, once again, for joining me on the show today. Uh, this was a little bit of a fast-paced episode, but as I was starting to think out over the horizon and, and starting to have some kind of similar conversations with multiple people, it, it struck a chord with me, so hopefully it struck a chord with you. Um, I also wanted to reiterate that um, we are... We are hosting, once again, with Dr. Mark Costas, the uh, Scaling from Clinician to CEO uh, Summit in Scottsdale, October 11th through 13th. And we registration is open for that, and we are already seeing a lot of uptake on it. We're probably going to cap that at about 150 people uh, max. We certainly expect it to sell out. It sold out last year. Uh, we had a little bit lower number on it, though, due to capacity. And this year will be a little bit larger, but we want it to be intimate. We want there to be plenty of interaction uh, for the attendees, between the attendees, the speakers, and the sponsors themselves. And I think it was a really healthy environment for all that. Obviously, we're going to be spending a lot of time on um associates equity uh, legal structures those types of uh, pieces around this subject matter so i would encourage you to consider joining us there as well um but i will make sure to link in the show notes um a uh, a calendar entry uh, where you can book a call with me if you would like to discuss any of these topics and, and see what the right solution is for for you and your practice. Uh, I really feel strongly about it. And like I say, DeWalker and I are trying to, to create the same uh, structures uh, within Polaris that we advocate that so many of you create within your business. So we, we obviously believe in it very, very strongly. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. I hope you found it to be educational. I really do appreciate all of you being in the audience. Stick around. We will see you on the next episode.